Safe of Victor Radley. And he sends it back for Keary, who's going to kick over the top. And Manu is unmarked, and the ball bounces perfectly. Electric footy from the Roosters. Last Saturday, it was all aboard the Pilatus Express as the boys headed up the M1 to McDonald Jones Stadium. In front of 20,000 screaming Novocastrians, the Knights got off to a flyer, courteous of a fortuitous bounce, and saw future rooster Dom Young go over in the corner. The Roosters returned serve shortly thereafter with a nice show and go from debutant at number seven, Sandon Smith, which saw barnstorming prop Nat Butcher go under under the sticks. Man of the moment, Joey Manu ran for over 300 metres that day and was rewarded with a nice try, well supported by his good mate and winger, Daniel Tupu. The Knights threw everything at the Chooks in the dying stages, but our boys hung on for a gutsy 18-16 win. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Roosters Radio. And Bells, I've got to say, it was edge of your seat stuff, but a great win nonetheless. Well, that's right, Silky. It was great to get the win up there at Newcastle. Hello to everybody and all our fans out there. No bush today, Silky, so we're going to run on with the show and I'm really looking forward to it. What a game it was on Saturday afternoon. Some big performances up there, 80-minute uh, performances from yeah. a few of our players, Nat and Egan. I think Jake Turpin did 80 minutes and and also Sandon Smith played 80 minutes, which um, in his little post-match interview he said was tough at times he had to suck him in there for a while um but I tell you what last week we said we're excited to see him at this seven and he performed I thought he was exciting to watch when he got touches of the ball you know a couple of kick returns some bigger kicks down the field and I just thought he was a great halfback he did exceptionally well, Bells, I've got to say. Look, he set up the first try where he, he did a little show and go and that beautiful inside ball to Nat Butcher. And to be fair, Nat had a little bit of work to do. He was about 30 metres out or 25 metres out. I think he pushed away Dom Young. But, you know, that was all off the back of the seven and playing a bit of heads-up football. But you're right, I thought he played very well and, uh, you know, a, a really good performance. And he looked comfortable in the role. Yeah, and I also – what I liked as well was obviously Kiri got injured there with the uh, with the jaw and that's a lot of pressure on a yep. new number seven to, you know, hold the reins because his little partner had to go off uh, mid-halfway there – mid-first half, sorry, and um, he did it really well. Well, I think Drew Hutchison has to cop a bit of the rap there too. Definitely. Because he really steadied the ship. He was good in the post-match presser too where he said, look, I knew what I had to do mm. and I thought he did that job really well of supporting Sand and Smith – once again, kicking to the corners uh, and defensively was sound. And it was Toops' birthday on the weekend, so and, he had a cracking a game. game. Oh, cracking game. We've really missed him. You know, those those carries coming out of our end, no one does it better, mm. not at this club anyway, and he's been doing it for a number of years, uh, was rewarded with, with a try as well, mm. uh, and I think he's only two away from Mini's record now, so uh, no doubt he'll get that by year's end, but... He was a, a standout, but the man who, you know, was head and shoulders above the rest, Joey Manu at one, mm. what a performance. Over 300 metres and, you know, he looked like he enjoyed himself out there. He knew his role, he was comfortable in it and he's such a good runner of the ball, like, and just chasing the ball around, knowing where to hit the holes and whatnot and he just looked really comfortable, which was good to see him back into form. And he enjoyed it. Mm. You could tell, like, it looked like, just watching the game on TV, it looked like he was enjoying his footy. Uh, look, it's been a tough couple of weeks for the Roosters, let's be frank. So uh, seeing some of these players playing some good football, you know, we haven't touched on the defence yet, but like the attack was looked like it had improved uh, remarkably over the past 
few weeks. And I think, you know, Joey not playing in six, having a bit more space. Uh, and he even said it when he was interviewed after the match. So good to see him in the one. Obviously, we get Teddy back this week. It'll be interesting to see what Coach Robinson does. We also get Rads back this week. Yeah. Yep. Yep, so looking forward to that. But more positives this week, Silky. Not like last Plenty week. Plenty of hey? positives. That's exactly <laughs> right. Plenty they of heard. positives. Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about the defence because the Knights threw absolutely everything at us. And if I'm if you look back at the game, the Knights scored two tries courtesy of, you know, let's say a fortuitous bounce where the ricocheted off Nat in the first couple of minutes. And then there was the poor pass where Bradman Best ran the, the length of the field. But there was a few times there where they made breaks or half breaks and, and Junior Ponga did some great work to stop a try. But there were some stages there where Kalen Ponga looked like he had on a string and he was causing a few troubles, but we were able to nullify that and hold him out. I think it was the pressure. Like you look at that game and Newcastle looked to bomb a lot of tries and they did, you know, yeah, they had they a lot did. of drop ball and whatnot. But I've turned turn that around to the defence and the pressure that they were on in that last play and the boys came up with the goods. I think JWH had a great game. His second stint, if you go back and watch it, he was flying out of the line trying to put the big hits on. Mm. He was the he was the big dog out there uh, and his leadership quality showed. I really loved his press conference. If you haven't had a chance to watch it. I haven't seen him in a press conference before. No, so no, that, was, but that was interesting. It was just he showed a real leadership quality. He talked about how proud he was of Nat Butcher partnering up with him in the front row. And I thought, like, let's talk about it. Like, the Butcher boys' performance, uh, as you said there earlier, about was 80 minutes. Nat looked really good doing those hit-ups through the middle. He's the top tackler in the NRL. Yes. Uh, and he, he had a, a really good game and, you know, was rewarded with a try early on. But he, he was really solid and I thought his younger brother out on that left-hand side did really well as well. Yeah, he's definitely showing some good form, Egan. Like he's just going to – he looks like he's going to grow into this magical player for us. I mean, he's already outstanding, but I just can't wait to see what evolves with Egan in, in a year or so. He's going to be on fire. But Jake Turpin again, 53 tackles. Yeah. We had him on last week and he's just a machine. He went out and did it again. We've got a couple of special guests on uh, this week's show, Bells. We're going to talk about Jake Turpin to uh, none other than Boyd Cordner and Jake Friend, our new defensive coaches. So excited to have a chat with them later on. You know, we'll talk about the new role, but we'll have a bit of origin chat as well. But I'm keen to talk to Friendy about how he's mentoring Jake Turpin in that number nine role. Definitely. Be great to get the old boys back on like old times. Yeah, looking forward to it. Bells, someone else I want to give it a shout out to, Nafahu White at lock. Yes. Starting. I yes. thought he was strong. Did some tough carries and uh, didn't look out of place in the run-on side. I thought he did really well. I thought Terrell May did some good work off the bench as well. No, I, I agree. I thought um, Nafar White was outstanding for, for starting the game in that lock position. Big shoes to fill as well in yeah. Rads. So, you know, you've got to go out there and give it your best. And I thought he played really well. Well, you're listening to Roosters Radio. And when we come back, our two new assistant coaches, Jake Friend and Boy Cordner. G'day Roosters fans, Lindsay Collins here. Uh, when I'm not watching Netflix docos, I'm listening in to Roosters Radio. Well, Roosters fans, what a treat it is to introduce our next two guests. They've won premierships for our club. They've put their heart and soul into this club for a number of years. Now they're on the coaching team. They're the assistant coaches, defence, I think. They'll tell us a bit more about it, but it's a warm welcome. Boyd Cordner, Jake Friend, welcome to Roosters Radio, boys. Thank you. Thanks for having me. It's been a while since I've last been on. Um, it has. Upgrade in technology and <laughs> mics have gotten better. So it's come a long way. We're, we're, we're moving with the times. Yeah. <laughs> Firstly, congratulations on the appointment. Um, 
I, I couldn't think of two better blokes that we want sitting in the box running their eyes over our defensive structures. How's it been? Um, yeah, well, Friendy's in the box at the moment. I'm on the sideline with the headphones on, and I'll tell you what, it's um, sometimes it's not that enjoyable when um, when the game's close or if we make a mistake because I've got the boss yelling down <laughs> at me, and sometimes I just want to take the headphones off and throw them away. But, um, yeah, to be honest, it's been enjoyable to have a little bit more of responsibility now. So, um, yeah, turning up every day, excited, and, um, yeah, I'm keen to, to dive into it and to – to learn more about it, I suppose. Boyd, how hard is it on the sideline? Do you sometimes, like, grab yourself from running on? <laughs> yeah, no, it is. It's definitely tough. I mean, you know, I, I've come to groups of it now with not playing and everything, but it took a good while for me to just, you know, uh, take it easy on the sidelines. And But, yeah, sometimes it does get hard, but, um, yeah, it's all good. I'll, I'll let them, yep. you know, bash themselves. <laughs> Friendy, I did note you were in the box up there with the coach on uh, Saturday up at Newcastle. The role itself, can you explain what it is you're kind of doing week in, week out? Um, yeah, so, well, myself, uh, I'm looking after mainly the middles, yep. um, so both attack and defence. Um, you know, attack alongside uh, Kingy there with the middles and then Boydo's jumping in with some of the uh, yardage D and, yeah, but predominantly just that middle third of the field, um, you know, trying to uh, do what I can uh, with the boys there. And the role, looking at it from the box, obviously you've spent plenty of time there as a player, but as a coach, I suppose this is for both of you, are you looking at things differently now? I think that was the thing that, like, I'm curious to know, get it as a player and you're watching the boys run around, but now that you've got your coaches' hats on, is it a different look and feel? Yeah, I think it is. I think, um, especially with Friendy with his middles, he'll be having a close eye on them and their movements and what they're doing. and. For myself, I'm I'm doing some stuff with the edge defence. So, yeah, when the when the game's going, you do focus in a lot. And like I said before, we've having that more responsibility. It's on your bit, so you feel that pressure for them to perform, um, which is good. It's um, yeah, something that I've been missing. Um, just that that excitement uh, going to a footy game again. So, yeah, it is a bit different. Um, but yeah, it's it's good to get that feeling back, I suppose. In regards to working together, obviously, you know, you've been through so much together on the field in your careers and three premierships each. Is it easier now after going through all those years together to be coaching together? Uh, yeah, yes and no. I think, you know, I, I can speak for Boyd, but I, I'm pretty across our system and I, I know Boyd o lived it and breathed it um, alongside me for so many years. So that's sort of where I tend to go back to with my coaching is, you know, the Roosters way, you know, there's a, a certain way and standards that we, we hold ourselves, um, on the field, um, and that they all have actions. So that's sort of where I started. Um, you know, let's look at the stuff that I've lived and breathed and, um, and then, you know, there's the extra bit on top that you got to sort of go and uh, dive into. So, yeah. Also having BMOs around must be helpful too. Yeah, it is. Um, BMO's there with a wealth of knowledge and experience. Um, yeah, we've seen the way he played the game and he's a player where you could play in front row, um, second row, centre, he'll, he'll, he'll get the job done. So um, to have him there, like I said, with his knowledge and experience, he's just, yeah, from where he started in his coaching journey to where he is now, uh, he's coming leaps and bounds and the, the boys really um, get a lot out of him. Now, Jake, you've obviously got... Uh 
you know, the, the forwards, the middle of the field. Uh, let's dive into JWH. He had an outstanding game on the weekend and, um, you know, he was in the press conference afterwards. His leadership in the club, um, we all, you know, we all talk about what a great leader he is, but just from your point of view, what makes him that fantastic leader? I think there's a presence about Jazz. Um, you know, I think he he shows that, the way he plays, um, the way he trains, but I think other teams see that. You know, he goes after the other team. He's the aggressor uh, for our team and, and very rarely does he sort of lose out on that battle. Mm, um, never backs down. <laughs> no, um, and if he... Yeah, the only way he loses out is probably to go in the bin. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, I think that's why we, you know, here at the club, everyone loves him, and and you can see what he's done and how he's done it for so long. I think it's yeah, it's a credit to him. Um, you know, I, just how he's gone about it um, and the professionalism. Yeah, off the field, I think um, he does everything uh, that he can, and um, you know, I think it's been I've known him from when he was. You know, mm. long time. a long time, yeah, younger and probably not doing the uh, all the things <laughs> off the field and probably doing some stuff he shouldn't. But, yeah, you know, now he's a, an absolute, um, you know, student of the game and, and um, you know, a, a loving father off the field. Um, so, yeah, it's been a, a great journey to watch. We don't see him much in the media. How'd you rate his post-match conference? Actually, <laughs> I really liked it. It was, yeah. <laughs> it was great. I, uh, I had a little joke. There's a there's a good interview he did a, a, a go, while go, ago. Go. <laughs> <laughs> he started he about started. twenty times. Or he goes, uh, "This is his thing." Uh, yes, mate. Um, yeah. <laughs> oh, like if he's trying to think, he'll go, "Ah, oh, yeah, mate." Uh, <laughs> So we always, oh, yeah. No wonder we can't get him on the show. Yeah. <laughs> he was a cruel yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, He'll be giving it to us so he can cop it. <laughs> Another player, Friendy, Jay Turpin. We had him on last week um, and we asked if you've had much to do with him. And he, he said, yeah, he, he had this great quote, and I'm probably paraphrasing, but he, he mentioned that you run out in the field to play 80, but you'd said something along the lines of, but you go out there like you need to play 90. How have you seen his development? What are your thoughts on him in that number nine role? Yeah, I think particularly the last two weeks, um, just his effort around the field, both with the ball and, and um, without it. But, um, yeah, he's he's been really good. Uh, he's come in and, and filled a spot. And, you know, I think everyone knew that he had talent. But, yeah, the way he's come in and born into the system uh, and the stuff that he's, that he's doing, particularly in defence, uh, he's had a couple of really – big weeks in defense and tidied up a lot of tackles and um you know he's doing all the things off the ball which gives freedom to the other boys they can go and you know worry about running hard and doing their thing um and if he can tidy up all those little bits it'll only be better for you know our middles and then our team well he's pulling numbers that you used to pull 60 here and 50 there so mate obviously you're, you're having bored and uh, bored and walking around sauce <laughs> if we look at the edges egan butcher Yep. Have you had much to do with him uh, the last few weeks? Yeah, a little bit. Um, mainly got to Eggs probably last year when he was coming in and, and playing a fair bit of first grade. But, yeah, he's shown all the great signs of, of what it is to, to be a great back rower and uh, in, in the middle third where he first started out. Um, he's so athletic, like his speed, his agility and power. But, um, you know, his toughness um, is underrated. The the work he gets through and, you know, the defence he's getting through for us boys at the moment, he's, he's gone, you know, from strength to strength. And I'm so glad that we've locked him up for a few years. And, you know, the ceiling's so high for Eggs. Um, you know, he's 
He's uh, putting things in place and learning his craft and, and, you know, doing all the little stuff. He's nailing his principles. And then all the top end, if he keeps doing that, all the top end stuff will come, you see. So, um, yeah, been really impressive, Eggs. And his brother, Nat, obviously, you know, Jake stole him on the weekend and he was in the front row. But yeah. um, what an asset to the club he is. Yeah, and just the game he played on the weekend was unbelievable. Um, you know, we've had, we've got a lot of experience out at the moment. We've with Lindsay... Um, you know, not being there, Teddy, you know, he's been at the club for a while. He's played a lot of first grade games. So, you know, we needed that on the weekend and we needed him to step up and, you know, in the middle there, filling a hole for Linz and maybe he, he just, he played one of his best games all year with the work he got through and it was all quality too. So, um, you know, he's so valuable to our team, that. Speaking of big games, Joey Manu yeah. at fullback, we've all seen him kind of looked. I don't know what the word is, but six wasn't working. But to see him with the freedom at fullback, he ran for 300-plus metres, I think more than anyone this year. It was just an unbelievable performance and supported by his good mate, Toops, who went for 300 as well. Yeah, I think um, you know, I think our leaders in a, as a whole uh, this week, with a couple of you know big leaders out with Linz and uh, James. And then Kiri you know, going off And Kiri well. going off mm-hmm. early. Um you know, that other bunch of the boys, they stood up and they said, look, we'll, we'll go after this game, um, you know, individually, but together as well. So, um, you know, I think Joey, uh, Jazz, Toops, Butch, yeah, those do, guys, yeah. they just... The, 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 awesome. I'm just so happy for Joey too because he's been trying so hard and some of the stuff he's doing has been, you know, outstanding and, you know, he's been searching for it and he's been working hard at training. Um, he's been working hard on his leadership and it was just so good to see it all pay off for him because as a, as a team and as a coach and staff now, we've been seeing that and it's always been there with Joey and we know how much he's been hurting with the losses that have come and he's, he's ripping in and he's trying to get everyone else around him better and uh, it was just so good to see him put in a performance like that and we've all known it's just been sitting there and he's, he's pulled the trigger on the weekend so it was good. We all saw Luke go off, you know, mid-first half there with the jaw and, and we are all, you know... <laughs> Yeah. Poor Luke. How is he? Have you got any updates on that for us? Yeah, he's he's good. Um, he went to a uh, uh, hospital because he's broken his jaw before he had plates there. So he got a knock right on it and it blew up straight away. I think you could see in the, mm, the yeah, images yeah, in the sheds and yeah. even everyone was confident that he'd done it again. Um, went to hospital, got scans, and I think it showed up like it was clear. Um, you know, he didn't have a fracture in his jaw. It was just a big knock and – He's he put up sore. You can tell that it is sore, but um, for for our team and our club, it's the best news ever. Um, you know, hopefully we manage this Origin period well, get the boys back, get a few back from suspension and injury, and mate, it's, yeah, our team's looking really good heading into the back end of the year. Great news for our Roosters fans. Sure is, boys. I want to talk about your relationship with Robbo. Now that he's not player coach, you're at a I suppose a, a different level. And the work that goes in behind the scenes, what's that look like these days? I suppose you've got homework and different stuff like that and video <laughs> work. <laughs> and I mean, Freddie, you've still got the academy role, plus you've got 147 uh, friendly plumbing trucks on the road, you've got cafes. They call him the Nick Politis of the plumbing industry. But, um, yeah, how's, the, how's it all work now as, as coaches or co-coaches um, working under Robbo? Yeah, you know, I think it's different in part, but um, personally, yeah, there's still that um, respect that I had as a player yeah. to Robbo. Um, you know, I think 
footy-wise, he's probably one of the intelligent, most intelligent guys I've spoken to in regards to NRL and any, any other subject. You know, you spit something out and he'll go and tell you a fact or <laughs> go down a rabbit hole about something. So, or read some book. <laughs> yeah, um, the knowledge of um, yeah himself, you know, I think, yeah, you always have that um, that part of – you know, respect that he's sitting there at the top. But, um, yeah, I, I definitely think, um, well, I'm, I'm looking forward to, you know, probably a few light-hearted chats rather than what about the uh, always. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm next to him. I'm, well, I'm talking about him, mate. It's like... <laughs> I've made the mistake on the field, so <laughs> I'm the first point of contact, so I'm just getting both barrels. Sometimes, like I said, I just want to take them off, throw them off, but um, no, it's good. Like That's a part of it, and he's so passionate about winning in the club, and you know, um, yeah, for me personally, we've always had that, uh, that mutual respect and that friendship that we've built throughout our time, and just for me now, it's, it's weird for him to just come to me and go, mate, just organise the, the Edge video for today, and I'm just going... Just the faith he just puts in you and, and the belief that he has in you it just makes you go, oh, well, like, you know, like he, he um, puts that confidence in you and um, you don't want to let him down like, like I did and he did when we were playing. We always went out and played for him to sort of make him proud and, you know, to, to perform and earn that respect off him that way. And then now it's different and, you know, it's sort of like going and working for him now and you don't want to let him down that way. So, you know, it's um, it's been enjoyable. Um, you know, I've really loved it and... I think me now, like stepping in, um, filling the void and, and having a little bit more responsibility, it's made me, you know, love it a bit more and lean in because, you know, you feel a part of um, what's going on in the field. It's it's a little bit on you. So you want to, you know, leave no stone unturned and and attack it like I did with, you know, our work with playing and, and playing for that 80 minutes. It's, you know, we have to push our energy um, towards, you know, preparing the boys now and, um, yeah, I'm, I'm enjoying it. I can feel it just listening to you, boy. Like yeah. a smile on your I'm face. I'm excited. And you, yeah. I can tell you that you're enjoying the role. Yeah, which, yeah it's I good. I mean, for the Roosters fans that get to listen and see this, it's, it's enjoyable just to hear you because obviously there were some dark times, mate, and yeah. we've, we've been there and talked about that, but to see – the smile on your face, yeah. and the, you can tell you're really enjoying the role, which is good, mate. I'm glad. I'm glad you've found some purpose Thanks, there. Mate. It's good. Now to the game this weekend. We've got the Raiders Sunday night, six fifteen kickoff. Terrible. Time. Cold. Oh, I'm night. glad it's not down there. We've <laughs> <laughs> oh, had a few games down there. Jake gets to cold. be in the warm box, and you're down on the cold <laughs> yeah, sideline. Hey, at least I'm not down in Canberra. Yeah. <laughs> when yeah. you do a swap? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not sure actually, but it gets Wait, quite when I off in that box, there's a bit of tension up there. So I'll be sitting up there probably in a t shirt. <laughs> Where do we need to improve? Uh, yeah, I think there's always room to improve, but I, I just think we continue to build uh, on what, what we have. The weekend was a good step. We've got some guys coming in. Um, particularly the effort areas and, you know, the try saves on the weekend. You know, you see that and the footy part you can fix, but that effort and those those moments, like, it's up to the boys to go and find them and then and they found them. So now we've got to recreate that again this weekend. Tweak whatever we need to tweak with our system, but, um, you know, I think if they can go into a game with sort of that intent and, um, yeah, all sort of go and play a seven or an eight out of ten, then you know that's when you start stringing some real good footy games yeah. together. I think it's consistency for us. We've played some awesome footy throughout the year, but we just haven't backed it up from week to week. So I think now the challenge is, you know, let's let's do it again. And like Nuggy said, let's recreate it for the next week. So 
Um, you know, we want to just get that hard nose footy about us and, and nail our system, nail our principles, and then the top end stuff will come off the back of that. Just some of those little errors that we seem to be finding. Off yeah, the back points or- yeah. Out of the backfield, I think on the weekend we're just you know letting the um, the pressure ride off them and um, yeah, just some little things we need to tidy up. Um, but yeah, the the boys are playing some really good footy. Well, yeah. Teddy and Lindsay, hopefully, you know. After State of Origin on Wednesday night, they'll be back and Rads is back as well. So it'll be exciting out there on Sunday night. Well, speaking of State of Origin, we've got, uh, you know, former Blues captain and a, and a proud Queenslander. Uh, one nil in the series. We go up to Queensland. I'll start with you, Friendy. More of the same from Queensland. Another big performance from Lindsay. What are you expecting? Yeah, you know, I think um, I just know the feeling that the boys will have uh, going to Suncorp for the Queensland boys. Um, yeah, I, I ex- well, What is it? What is the feeling? Uh, I didn't know until I like after, but yeah, it's just there's a vibe there. Um, there's a vibe in Brisbane, um, and I think they do a really good job. The coaching staff of, you know, who you're playing for and what you're playing for up there, and um, you know, I think historically it is a tough spot for the Blues to play. So I'm I'm going to go with history and say that um, Queensland will win this one. <laughs> now, Boyd, obviously you've been. Probably on the other side, as you said, Jake, and one nil down going up at Suncorp. How hard is it? Yeah, but it's where you want to be, right? Like, um, you know, to, to go up there and make history and um, just to – I'm just excited to say I'm actually going up tomorrow. Yeah, just to, to watch a desperate football team and, um, you know, to to play for our state um, and to keep the series alive. We've got so much to play for. It's just got to be a game where – um, we spoke about it before with us at the Roosters with the with the little effort areas. Um, it has to be it has to be on. They have to turn up. Um, like we said, it's a tough place to play, but where else would you want to be, right? So yeah, looking forward to it. Now, boys, before we let you go, really enjoyed having a chat. By the way, but in the upcoming weeks, we've got the Roosters Hall of Fame. So I'm going to put it to both of you who are ineligible because you haven't been retired five years or more. I'm going to start with Friendy. Friendy, if you had to pick three players to go into the Hall of Fame, who would you nominate? Luke Rickardson. Rico, yeah. Good choice. <laughs> Anthony Minicello. Yeah. Sonny or Coops. Have okay. they been five years yet? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. I'm, I'm going to say one. He's going to kick himself after it. Right, right. your turn, Gordo. Fitzy. Oh, Fitzy's Fitzy yeah. not in there. Oh, yeah. yeah. Fitzy's Fitzy in the top. Yeah. <laughs> Fitzy, uh, the men cap for sure. Um, you know, when you think of the Roosters, I think of Minnie straight away. And uh, Rico. There you go. They're my three. Sorry, Fitz. Yeah, I like also, it. Also, um, I think Hugh McGahn as so, well. I, yeah. Hugh was my pick. I was born yeah. when Hugh was the captain of the club. He was a great leader, golden boot. Well, when we went to New Zealand and played, he lives over there. Yeah. Uh, Robbo got him in and it was good to hear, you know, his backstory yeah. and, and when he first come over to the Roosters yeah. and um, Dalliem. Golden boot winner. Golden boot winner, sorry, yeah. yeah. In so, uh, 87, I think he was. Yeah, and he was a big, you know, um, he was a massive leader no, he throughout cap- that captain time. Captain New Zealand, and then he used to knock off Australia. So, so he's, yeah, he'll, he's... He'd be, he'd be one of my top three for yeah. sure, yeah. Well, that'll be a great night that night. But, boys, thank you so much for joining us on Roosters Radio. We, um, we're we honoured to have the club in such good hands moving forward to the rest of the year and, and we're looking forward to seeing what you guys are going to do on the coaching staff and very, very exciting. So thanks for, thanks thanks for having coming us. on. Good thanks to catch up. Cheers. Thanks, guys. Tart. Thank you. Bush, I don't know about you, but when I'm tonguing for a schooner, I go down to the Clovelly Hotel. 
with happy hour Monday to Friday, 4 to 7, I can wrap me laughing gear around one of my favourite icy cold beverages. And who can forget, Monday night, kids eat free, you're beauty. So head on down to the Chloe, your home of sport in the East. Welcome back to Roosters Radio and Bells. Wasn't it great to have a chat with Friendy and Boydo? It was just like old times. Wasn't it fantastic? I um, I was about to pull up a chair and kick my feet up. It, it was like that. We I could have kept going. I could have spoken we? for hours, but um, just to see their excitement is is awesome for Roosters fans. I think the fact that they're recently retired, fresh set of eyes, both in their own right, great defenders. Throw in BMOS as well. I think it, it's a really good option for the club to have these three talented players in the box or on the sideline directing our defence. I, I think it's a great idea. I think it's fantastic. And yes, they're new at it, um, as you just said, freshly retired, but they've got the Roosters' DNA through and through and with an amazing leader, Robbo, steering them around. So it, it's a great combination, not on the park, but off the park. It's fantastic. I couldn't agree more. <laughs> Now, Bell, Sunday night, 6.15, here at Allianz, Roosters taking on the Raiders. Another important game for the Chooks. If we can get a few back-to-back wins, we go back into the eight. It's uh, getting towards the business end of the season. How do you see it? Well, it is an important one, Silky. Good to get some momentum happening um, coming into the back of the season. Hopefully, Teddy and Lindsay have great games on Wednesday night and that they just Don't both... Get injured. Yeah, they both pull up fresh. That's what I was going to say, that, you know, they'll be back. And then we also get our fearsome number 13 back, Rads. Um, he'll be biting at the bit to get back on that park. So hopefully he'll, um, you know, tame himself enough not to get Simbin, but um, he'll be out there. I'm really looking forward to seeing him playing again in the 13 and just the team coming together. Hopefully Kiri's okay. Uh, after that was what, good news, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, what Boyd just said that, um, you know, it's not as serious as what they thought initially, and which is great news for us as a club and, and as fans, you and I, um, to be able to see him run back out. So looking forward to it. Roosters up. I think low score again. I think it's yeah. going to be a cold night. It's 6.15 kickoff, so the air's a bit thicker and, you know, it's, it's a bit colder. So I'm picking... 14 to 8. 14-8? Yeah, low one. Right, okay. Well, look, off the back of that conversation that we've just had with Friendy and Boydo, I I think we may have turned a corner. I I think there's a belief. I I certainly felt it just talking to the boys. So uh, bearing that in mind, look, Raiders, obviously they get Hudson Young back from uh, origin duty. I think Roosters 20? Raiders 12. 20 to 12. 20 to 12. Old school one, 20 yep. to 12. Well, that's it for this episode of Roosters Radio. We'd like to thank our very special guests, Jake Friend and Boyd Cordner. You've been listening to Roosters Radio. East, East to win. win. It's not hard to